Last time you said that Griffin comes in with no energy and I have too much energy, I'm going to try to walk the line. I'm going to uh-huh. try to be somewhere in the middle. Here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to... It's still too much. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press Ashcan and featuring Press. Matthew... Is there an echo? Do you hear an echo? <laughs> Griffin knows the script, I guess. Presented I'm just by making Ash sure Cam that we're, we're on Press. track. You know. Thank you. Uh, uh-huh. It's distracting, but I'm loving it. Uh, featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan. Matthew Rosenberg, it's your podcast. How are you feeling about being a podcaster this week? Um, fine, I guess. I don't like it when we say all our last names. It sounds so professional. We should just be like... <laughs> Matt sometimes you say you want to be more professional and i know i know sometimes i don't it. you know it's i'm a pendulum when i when i when this starts to become too professional it feels gross and then when it starts to become too professional not professional enough too much yeah. energy too low of energy i'm a real goldilocks <laughs> i'm a real goldilocks Ooh, goldilocks of podcasts yeah <laughs> goldilocks of podcasts um i feel good about podcasting i feel extra good about podcasting because this week we have a very special guest Ooh. who i'm very excited about it's, it's Becky Cloonan. Yay! Yay! Welcome, Becky. Thank you. I like being a special guest. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> most most of our guests are just guests, but that there's a few that are special one. guests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there are even just there's a couple unwanted guests. Unwanted. Guests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Named. Next time that'll Chip. be me. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you if you. Uh, if you find that we're being extra mean, it means that you're an unwanted guest. Uh, but you, you don't have to worry about that because you've already been promoted to special guest, which is okay. such an honor. And you get, at the end of the podcast, you get a gift certificate to Best Buy. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. I need I like nothing. a new cable to connect my printer to my computer. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll take like, care of that. See? We're going to take care of that. Yeah. Podcast mm-hmm. will cover that for you. That's a normal normal podcast expense for us. Um, Well, I think we should just dive in. We don't want to waste Becky's time because Becky is incredibly busy. I am busy. Mm -hmm. Incredibly busy is what I chose. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about (laughs) that. But before that, we're going to back up to the beginning uh, with with our broad open question, which is why comics? Why do you make comics? What is it about comics that you love? Oh my God. That's it's okay. Well, first, I what guess it's I've always a wanted question? to make comics. No, no, I <laughs> that's was a bad say that, question, Matt. That's a comic. Like, I remember being asked that. I've been asked this question a few times, and it's always one of these like, I don't, I wish I had a better answer for it. Like, I should really think of like a witty, like a cup, like <laughs> just like a one liner, like some cheesy pun or something. But um, I, have always wanted to make comics i think um well at first i wanted to be an archaeologist because i thought it would be cool to like dig up a skull you know but sure then cool. yeah. when i was like oh, you need to be smart for that and do school and i don't like school 
<laughs> I was like, I can make comic books. Um, and it was like the nineties. So it was a bad time to make, to decide to want to make comic books. Sure. So when I went to school, I went to school for animation. Cause I was like, man, there's so many animation studios. There's like Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, Nickelodeon's doing crazy stuff, like blah, blah, blah. And I went to, so that was great. I was like, I could make, I could animate. And then maybe like, sometimes I'll make a comic like when I'm not animating. And then I went to school for animation. And first of all, like, animation's wicked hard. And then every <laughs> animation studio closed down. Everything went 3D. And I was like, well, I'm just going <laughs> to leave. I'm just going to go back to plan A, which is the plan was to make comic books. And I feel like once you make a plan like that, you just have to stick to it and be like, sure. just I shouldn't have tried the, anything different. <laughs> the life of an artist of which collapsing industry will I be in the most yeah, Which in? one am I going to go all in on? <laughs> like, I mean, all in, you know. But, I like I like also that all those uh, people who had animation studios also bought all the comic book companies in the, exactly. in the interim. Exactly. Well. And everyone's doing like 2D animation again. Like it's pretty, it's cool. Mm, it's um, but it's, it's also hard and it's not after a couple of years of college, you realize like, oh, it's not for me. Like the, anim the only match animation I've really done is for, I did some stuff for the Aquabats super show. Oh, cool. And I did the animation in Super Troopers. That little, oh, little nice. shit. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, I drew Johnny Chimpo. You drew Johnny <laughs> Chimpo? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is like a, that is like a, now I understand why you're a special guest on the podcast. That is amazing <laughs> to me. It's like, I, a, it's like a secret. Uh, well, <laughs> so do we have to cut that out? No, <laughs> no, I mean, it's just a secret because no one knows it because it's like a weird, it's a weird fact, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure people awesome. will be upset when they find out that it's not actually Afghanistan animation as they say yeah, it is. It's like a couple like broke college girls in New York doing <laughs> like animation. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was fun though. That was cool. I got to storyboard that too. But it's like comics, I think, can lead you down like a couple ways. So there's like, you know, I've done storyboarding work. I've done like, you know, animation work. I think with comics, like illustration stuff, there's like a lot of things you can do. But I think with comics, my favorite thing is being able to tell that like sequential story, mm -hmm. which like mm -hmm. I don't need like a ton of people. I just need me, which is like my favorite thing. Just like be alone, work alone, not see anyone ever. Mm -hmm perfect yeah <laughs> sign me up <laughs> yeah. but i think that's like the, the beauty that's why comics is like have this drive to tell a story and to share yeah. things um but be able to do that like if you want i mean working as a team is great too you know um work with your friends it's fun when you were when you were trying to do animation did it feel i feel like animation is you know you're part of a studio you're part of a team like yeah. there's not a lot of animation that is just a person uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did you did you immediately miss just doing things yourself completely I mean I didn't ever work with huge teams like super troopers I think there was like four of us doing it mm -hmm. um so it was like not a ton of work I mean it was a ton of work but it, we didn't, it didn't take long and it wasn't like a big team it was just like me yeah. asking some of my friends like hey these guys need us to animate something badly and that's what we do best so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. But like in school, in school, right? Like you must have worked. Did, I don't know how it worked. We, in school. No, it was just like, because I only did like two and a half like years. So it wasn't mm. even like a ton, you know, Seems I had Ralph Bakshi mm. the teacher, which was probably <laughs> no. the best part. And um, he, he was the one who was like, you don't need a degree to make comic books. Like if you want to drop out, just drop out. Like you're not uh -huh. going to lose anything. Uh-huh. 
you know, did you go, did you go, did you go to SBA? Yeah. 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 Uh, and that was when like, you know, Tomer Hanukkah was there. James Jean was there. Nate Powell was there. Like it was just like, like a powerhouse people. Like it was so cool to be there at that time because like, even if I didn't get a degree, it was, you're part of like everyone you meet was like getting you to raise the bar to yeah, like yeah. be better. So you're surrounded by people that make you want to like, I mean, there's like that friendly competitiveness. Sure. But also like you're just learning so much from the people that you're with, not just the teachers. That was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know a bunch of people who went to SBA and they always have that moment where a teacher's like, you don't need to go to school to do this, but yeah. everybody, but everybody sort of is like, but I did learn an incredible amount from amazing people and was like, yeah. made all these connections for the whole of my career. <laughs> um, so it's a, it, it just always makes me laugh that that just seems to be a common SBA. Maybe it's a common art school thing that people say, I, you don't yeah. actually need to go here, but. You don't need it. And anyone who's like worried about, Oh, I don't have money to go to art school or whatever like you don't need it you could just like make friends with people in art school and it's the exact same thing <laughs> yeah just hang out outside in art school it doesn't cost I've, anything actually there were some people like <laughs> like in in our friend group who didn't actually go to sba who were just like oh they just hang out oh yeah yeah that's, but it's, that's, it's like uh, that's the smart way to do it because then you don't you're not in debt for, for sure half your yeah. adult life <laughs> for sure just glean all the information from yeah exactly from the other people smart it's genius the uh so y- you got your start doing like kind of mini comic stuff mm-hmm. um which is obviously a great way to make comics and we're all mini comics fans but it is i feel like in the circle that you're in now it is very rare to have that as sort of an origin. I feel like many comics people tend to become the fanographics drawn in quarterly set and not the Marvel DC image dark horse set, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing because I feel like I've got like a foot in different worlds, you know, Uh and I don't really feel like I belong in any of them. Like a hundred percent. Like I've never felt like, you know, I'm a great superhero artist. You know, mm-hmm. like the sort like superhero, the writing is, you know, a little easier for me, I think, because there's more of a formula to it. Sure. Um, but the drawing, it's hard. And then, you know, same with the indie stuff. Like, I don't think I'm making stuff for like band graphics. Uh-huh. I just don't think I belong really 100% to like any of these places, which is fine with me. Like, I've never tried to try to push myself in any direction. It's just a. Uh, it's a weird, weird place to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, to me, and obviously this is, you know, just one person's take on it. That's sort of like what's always fascinating me about your work is that like you have this mini comic stuff, you're self-publishing stuff, you're in like anthologies with cool people doing mini comic stuff, and then you're drawing Batman. <laughs> and it's That's like, weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but it's awesome. It feels really you know, it feels like something that's really, you're bringing something unique to both in a way that that other people aren't. Like, people who just grew up in superhero comics, drawing superhero comics, I feel like you always have, have this sort of artistic and even narrative thing that, that feels unique. And it's interesting for you to say, like, well, it feels like I don't fit in both. I feel like 
it sort of makes you excel in both. I feel like you're sort of a standout in both because of that, but. Thank you. I'm going to start thinking about it like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just always, I'm like, well, yeah, she's like, uh, you know, can do Batman, but doesn't actually need any, any of this, like can do it herself and just do it and crush it. it it's such a like uniquely cool skill set that, that almost no one has. Um, yeah I, it's hard when you're you know you're doing it yourself because it's like I don't think of it that way I always think like it's a, just a little too it's not like house style enough it's not like kicky punchy enough <laughs> it's not I don't draw beefy boys enough like I gotta beef up <laughs> my characters maybe a little bit kicky punchy the costumes and beefy are boys really are hard. a couple of my favorites <laughs> Kicky Punchy Beefy Boys is a really good name for a book, maybe a publisher. Yeah, well, you know, it's free. I I encourage anyone, someone can take that. Ethan and I are, we're, you know, Supple Boys is kind of like our first evolution, like Pokemon. We're going to become Beefy Boys after. I like it. (laughs) I dislike it as much as I dislike Supple Boys. I I think it's a disgusting nickname for actual humans. I think for comics, like, yeah, Beefy Boys, great. Actual people, it's pretty revolting. Um, (laughs) All press is good press. Yes, yeah. Um, So you're doing... You're doing your own stuff. You're doing, you're working on like some, some indie, indie books, but they're kind of not indie books. And you start getting like some Eisner nominations and awards and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was cool because the Eisner's, the, most of my Eisner awards, the two that I have uh, are for self-published stuff, which is kind of. How many Eisner awards do you have? Two. Oh, okay. uh, two, and they're yeah. both self-published like mini comics which was like kind of <clears throat> i don't know I, I kind of like that because it's like they're the mini comics are such a work of like passion you know like you're not getting rich off these things you're not sure. <laughs> they're like it's so diy you know there's a lot of like you know just working with printers and getting everything kind of sort it out yourself and mm-hmm. do all the design work and all the lettering like it's not like there's no one else involved um so that was cool and you like doing that stuff oh yeah yeah definitely it's like really scratches that like i don't know control freak itch that Uh. (laughs) you sometimes get like oh i just want to do everything (laughs) (laughs) there's sometimes when you have to be like just leave it alone just let someone else handle it like you got people people do this better than you like let them (laughs) what i'm doing but there's always that part of me that's like just do it all yourself you know when does the when do you like do you feel like there's a career moment or a transitional transitional moment for you when you're like now more doing other people's stuff or like like stuff like other drawing stuff other people write rather or like working at bigger publishers like do you feel like there was a shift in what you wanted to do or was that always a plan or that started out with a demo, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first, you know, working with Brian Wood, like way back in the day on demo and uh, Jenny one. 
was the first like that was the first time anyone ever like took a chance on me as a as an artist to be like hey i want you to draw this thing yeah. and i was really worried because the only thing i had done before that was like weirdo mini comics that like were barely sequential uh -huh. you know they barely made sense it was like very art school like experimental and i kind of just you know that was like my first foray into being an artist for other people writing and that's when you kind of just fall into it because you know once you do one thing and it gets like a level of eyes on it mm -hmm. that's what people are going to want you know they're going to be like oh we'll ask this person to draw more you know yeah um and so that kind of led into i think i had like a bunch of small stuff and then i did a book for tokyo pop that was you know like whatever <laughs> My whatever my feelings for them, that book was a lot of fun to do, and was like the first company that ever paid me like a living wage to draw comics. So I got uh -huh. to quit all like my storyboarding work and like my commercial jobs um, to focus on that full time, which was nice. And then um, I think I went to Vertigo after that and did American Virgin American with Steve Virgin, Siegel. Yeah. yeah, so it was just like this slow progression of like years of doing one thing and then get a, a job doing another book for a couple of years and. You know, as an artist, it's like once you get a job like that, you have to really just like working with Vertigo. I like jumped at it because mm -hmm. it was like, you know, of course you have to. You're, you know, early in your career, you feel like you can't say no to anything because if you do, that'll be the end of sure. <laughs> collapse of the House of Cards or whatever. <laughs> was it um, was it weird for you to transition like demos, like a big book, and American Virgin is like pretty long <laughs> like yeah, was it, was it strange like, to transition to like doing such big projects demo was great because i very early on i was like i can't be consistent like i don't know what i'm doing i'm like i think i was like 21 at the time or 20 and like i barely i was like i can't draw 12 issues of a series and then so that's when it was like well each one's like a different story so i was able to kind of do different things and not you know still keep that weird experimental like well this issue i'm gonna ink with a quill or whatever <laughs> like this issue i'll do some collage work and not all of it worked um mm -hmm. but it was like a lot of fun to, to do and then american virgin was harder because it was definitely like you know gotta actually be consistent and like for it's for vertigo which is like a respectable <laughs> yeah. respectable imprint and i was like i gotta be better you know yeah and i think with I was, I was working with Shelly Bond at the time and she was like, I, the other book I was doing was for Tokyo Pop, which they're doing everything like manga sized. Shelly was like, don't make this look like manga, please. Like it's gotta look like a fucking American comic, please. <laughs> and so I just like, didn't do any full bleeds. Like nothing, uh -huh. there was like no full bleeds. Everything was like kind of on a grid. Um, <laughs> I think Dave Lambham's Stray Bullets was like a big, uh, mm -hmm influence on me too with like just focus don't worry about weird paneling just like straightforward paneling put mm -hmm. things on a grid don't do anything fancy just focus on your storytelling um, yeah and that was kind of the approach that i did you know for that <laughs> i'm i'm curious because you you do all this stuff and you're you're going from doing stuff that you're making entirely sort of yourself and then you're working with other writers and then how much did you sort of miss making things because making the making the making the story making everything how much do you miss that at any point when you're just drawing like is that a I good good feeling 
No, I, well, I definitely missed it. And I had been doing like up until a few years ago, I've, I've, even, you know, a couple of years ago, I still, I still make mini comics like mm -hmm. in, I would say spare time, but it's not really <laughs> using funny, the air quotes. <laughs> uh, so I, even, I think two years ago, I made a new mini comic. So it's like one of those things where it's like, if you, if you really want to do it, you just go, you just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I try not to whine about <laughs> the things that I want to do and just do the things <laughs> that I'd like. But yeah, um, I, I used to do a new one every year, even if it was just like something weird or short or, um, but mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to do more of them, but it's, it's, a, that's another thing. It's just like always like in my head, like, oh, I just want to make another mini comic, but yeah, one day. So slowly, <laughs> maybe I'll do another <laughs> one this year. <laughs> so you, you're, you're doing all this stuff and you're, you're, you're sort of moving up a ladder to bigger and bigger projects. You're, you're going to demo, which was a hit, but on a very small publisher and then you're at you're at vertigo and then you do some other stuff and then you're doing a book with gerard way yeah i i, I skipped over some things but there's a lot yeah there's <laughs> a lot of stuff a lot of it's like licensed things you know yeah it's like so you're just kind of picking up jobs when you can and yeah and then i'm just curious about the gerard way thing always because <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's a really fascinating figure in comics because he's someone who is super fucking famous and uh, like a legitimate rock star, but also a legitimate comic fan and like very good comic writer. Yeah, um, he went to SVA too. Yeah, yeah. Like SVA grad. <laughs> I, 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 I used to know him a tiny bit back in the day and he was like working at Marvel doing like toy like like box art for back like the art on that goes on a backpack or something yeah and like yeah. that was like the coolest thing to me i was like man that's so fucking cool you work at marvel and he was like yeah it's not really what i want to be doing and i was like i don't know man you drew spider-man he's like on a backpack and i was like oh. <laughs> like i didn't know anyone in comics i just knew music people and i thought it was like cool so i've always you know i've been fascinated by just him because it's very rare that you get someone who's like so big in another medium or, or another field and then they come into comics and are actually like an actual fan of of the medium and actually very good at it yeah. uh i'm just sort of wondering what it was like to work on that because you were doing an actual like my chemical romance kind of related project uh that, that was wild because when Gerard first came to me about it. It was him and um, Sean Simon, who was his friend from like way back. Uh, and they used to tour together. On tour, they came up with this cool comic idea, which was Killjoys, mm -hmm. like years and years before any of this. Um, and he was like, so we, we have this idea and we'd love to make it a comic book. And this was like right around, I think he was like writing Umbrella Academy when he came to me. This would be like the next thing after Umbrella mm -hmm. Academy. And I don't, I feel like Umbrella Academy like had just come out or something like I can't I don't really remember time strange um and so we developed all these characters and like just kind of started getting the story together and then he was like they're gonna record a new album and so things kind of just went on hold for a bit and then he came back and he called me one day and he's like I think we're gonna do 
the comic as a concept album. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, totally. Because like, you know, like that's cool. Like yeah. <laughs> it's your idea, yeah. man. <laughs> like do it, do what you like with it. Um, and of course that became the True Lies of the Fabulous Killjoys album, which was like based on the comic, which was based on this idea. And then they made the music videos and like all this stuff. And then the, it's like, when it came to like, I think it was like a year or two years later when we came back and we're like, okay, let's work on, let's actually make this comic now for real though. Mm -hmm. uh, now there's all this other stuff that's happened and it became like, let's make a sequel to the concept album and like the videos. So now there's all this stuff like Grant Morrison's in the comic, you know, as like a character, yeah. <laughs> character course. Like it's like, so it's become this weird like meta, a thing that became a thing that became another thing that became another thing. And then you have to remember that, like, there are so many fans of this album who, like, have put a lot into it, like, made up their own characters and, like, mm -hmm. you know, just expanded on the maps and, like, the lore because it's become, like, this thing. So it's, like, you feel like there's a lot of honoring the, you know, the, the building, the mythology that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's become over the last, you know, four or five years. So it was, it was just wild the way that happened and then there was a new recently maybe like two years ago they made a new killjoys comic mm -hmm. that was called national anthem that i did covers for that it was the original story so like uh, that was the original story that was like it was supposed to be way before <laughs> the album so it's just like the, that comic has such a cool like organic life you know nice yeah. Like it was definitely like a cool project to be involved in. Very, maybe like one of the hardest books to draw because there were so many characters and there was mm -hmm. like different, like the world building was like out of control and it was like many panels on every, there was so many panels. <laughs> There's be like, here's a panel, with, here's a picture of like seven panels and every panel's got like at least three characters in it. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like drawing big faces, man. <laughs> Every time um, that there was like not a description, I was like close up, just make it draw big. <laughs> um, do you feel like? Do you feel like at the end of the day, was there a difference between the the big spotlight of doing something like Killjoys, where it's like such a huge fan base and audience, and doing something like Batman? Like, could you feel? A difference in the projects or the audience or does that not impact you because you're just drawing it and then you're the done? The audience is a little different I think because Killjoys is the, is a creator owned story like at the end of the day it's like our characters and our world it's like an original thing and with Batman there's like a legacy you know it's like it's a mythology it's a different mythology where there's sure. this character has been around for so long and like you're just dipping in to do like your take on it yeah and people have opinions about it they're gonna people are gonna have opinions either way but it's different than like when you do your own thing someone can't come in and be like ah oh, you're drawing grant morrison wrong on this page i mean Gr <laughs> like, grant yeah, could come in and do that <laughs> yes grant could come in and do that but um you know it's like when it's your own characters it's it's a different it's yeah a different kind of engagement i think I, I i guess in my head i sort of feel like my chemical romance fans might be in my head going into that question. I was like, well, they're probably pretty intense. Then I was like, well, Batman they are fans pretty are pretty intense, intense. But it's like art. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's like my chem fans are like, I don't know. I feel like they're all like art, art people, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I've all the signings I've done um, with Gerard are like, I can tell when it's like a, my chemical romance fan 
just mm-hmm. like the, the dress is like a little art. It's like very DIY. Like I've, I've got so many people have like made me my own ray gun, you know, a oh, lot of fan cool. art. Like it's just super cool. Like the, the, the passion yeah. for these characters is like on another level and it's all super positive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that's awesome to like, I don't know. I, I think it's really fascinating to have like something that you made be catapulted to like a stage that big but it's still you know like you said it's like a creator owned book and it's a it's a it's that you're working with the creators but it is just such a massive stage like even bigger than any like batman project and in a lot of ways yeah i guess i just don't i mean i never thought it's it's always just like oh here's i just gotta make this comic like yeah yeah. it's all you know and then kind of afterwards you see like oh it's the book's doing pretty good and you feel good about that it's like the signings with Gerard is when it's like, this is wild because it's, yeah. you know, I'll do signings and like five people will show up and I'm like, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Gerard, it's like the lines like wrapped around the block like five times. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of part one of our discussion with Becky Cloonan. Make sure to check out Somna this November, along with everything else she's working on by giving her a follow on Twitter at Becky Clunan. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week for part two of our discussion, and in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Where is the poison?